I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The FT. Hello and welcome to Hard Currency, the FT's weekly Forex podcast, taking a hard look at what's driving the world's largest financial market. I'm Alice Ross, the FT's currencies correspondent, and I'll be talking you through the market trends this week with the help of my special guest, Humayun Shariah, Chief Executive of Hedge Fund Alvest Capital Management. Humayun, hello and welcome to the show. Hello. Let's start with the dollar, where investors may have been a little disappointed with the Fed's decision not to do a third round of QE, and instead to extend its Operation Twist program of buying long longer dated US treasuries and selling shorter dated ones. The effect of that has actually been to make the dollar a little stronger against other major currencies, in particular the euro and the yen. So the market didn't see the silver bullet of monetary easing that might have given risk assets a much needed boost. Humayun, we've seen investors holding record dollar longs recently. Are you among those bullish on the dollar? Well, uh, not at the moment. I mean, we've been uh, extremely bullish on the dollar for the last four years. But actually, today is probably the first time in, in that period that we actually uh, are short the dollar. We think that QE3 will come. In fact, we think that one of the primary purposes of QE is actually to weaken the dollar. And the U.S. and the global economy cannot afford a, a stronger dollar. There is a huge shortage of dollars out there at the moment. And the kind of level of complacency about dollar strength is kind of at extreme high. So we normally try to stay away from crowded trades. And that's one of the reasons why we've actually reduced our long dollar exposure almost to zero. That's interesting that you're bucking the trend with the dollar position. Why do you think it is that everyone else has been so bullish on the dollar recently? Well, it seems the consensus view now is that Europe is going to go through a lot of turmoil, that global growth is weakening. And these are the times when I think a lot of the U.S. investors uh, basically close their short dollar positions and actually try and actually bring money back, investing back into the U.S. So that's, I think, been a primary driver. Plus also there have been foreign capital flows into the U.S. because it's, it, it seems everyone now believes that kind of the U.S. is on the, the only shining light out there with you know weakness in the emerging markets. So there is a view now that the dollar will continue to strengthen. And, and I think that that's probably going to be wrong in the short term. I mean, in the long run, I think the dollar will continue to strengthen. But I think over the next few months, we might see some dollar weakness with kind of QE3 on the table. And that should actually start the dollar back again on a weakening trend. Mm. And you mentioned, of course, the problems that we're seeing in Europe. Do you think that the risk boosting effect of QE3, if it does come, would kind of trump the risk aversion that we're seeing among global investors over these concerns on the eurozone? I completely agree. I think that there is somehow there is a misunderstanding or or a misconception that that QE is meant to kind of have some kind of an impact on the real economy. And I think that's wrong. I mean, for me, the main reason behind QE, a main logic behind QE would be to essentially reverse the impact of a strengthening dollar due to the global deleveraging that's happening. Most of the debt in the world is denominated in dollars. This debt is being paid down. A lot of it is being destroyed through defaults. And essentially, that is creating a huge shortage of dollars out there. In the past, the U.S. has been running very large deficits with the rest of the world. 
and keeping the supply of dollars in the global economy growing at a steady state, in which you saw between 2002 and 2007, the dollar was on a very strong weakening path. And then it started basically started strengthening in 2008 as a result of this global deleveraging. So essentially, just like a stock, I mean, when you have a stock dilution, the stock kind of goes on a weakening path. That's exactly what they're trying to do. So, so QE, QE3, I think, will have very good effect in terms of a, of a weaker dollar transmitting that to the rest of the global economy and taking out some of the stresses of the dollar shortage that we are seeing today. Hmm. Okay, let's look now at the euro itself, which is, of course, still at the mercy of politicians who are meeting this week to try and thrash out some sort of funding plan to buy Spanish and Italian bonds. We've actually seen the euro stabilise this month after falling below 123 to the dollar on the 1st of June. But we also know that speculators have been holding record shorts on the single currency recently. And how far do you think that the rise in the euro this month has been simply due to short covering? Maybe a little bit, but also I think that there was some anticipation of QE3 and I think probably there was some short covering and maybe some people put on kind of short dollar positions as a result or of, of kind of the view that they, the Fed might surprise the markets. But we think that taking a fundamental view on the euro at this point in time is kind of extremely dangerous. I mean, this was a trade that was the trade for 2010. It's essentially a coin toss now in terms of all the various political issues that are out there in the eurozone. And and there are many permutations and combinations under which the euro could actually strengthen. So it's not a one-way bet. If tomorrow Greece goes out, it it actually might start to strengthen. Mm. Um, But at the same time, it could also be that there's a kind of adverse uh, reaction to, uh, you know, some kind of a positive news out of uh, out of Europe. But let's say the ECB comes and does some kind of a quantitative easing program, then it might might weaken. So it's very difficult to call the euro at this point in time. So it's not the most obvious trade out there in terms of uh, of potential returns. You say that, but then again, you're against a lot of the market there because we have seen these record euro shorts. Um, interesting that you mentioned that it was the trade for 2010 because we did see a lot of hedge funds still trying to short the euro in 2011 and losing money, and they still seem to be doing it. What What do you think they're thinking? Uh, well, I, look, the point is it, the, shorting the euro is the most obvious trade out there. And in our view, I mean, if our investors want to put that trade on, they wouldn't need to give me the money to manage and, and pay 2 and 20 on it. Uh, it's the most obvious trade out there. I think it's a very dangerous trade. There's a lot of volatility out there and there's a, there's a decent chance that you lose, lose money and you keep getting stopped out. You know, and people saw that in 2011, that the euro just kind of bounced back and went again all the way back almost to 145 against the dollar. So I mean, why would you want to kind of waste your waste your waste your sleep over following every single statement from European leaders and all the rumors that are out there? I mean, I would rather go and find something more productive to do. And on that note, um, I thought we could look finally at emerging market currencies, which may be one of the few areas that investors are man- managing to find value at the moment. Um, we did see a big sell-off in emerging market currencies in May due to risk aversion. But this month in June, they've been coming back a bit. The Mexican peso in particular has been doing well. The South African rand has bounced off its recent lows. Are you seeing any opportunities in EM currencies at the moment, or do you think the risks of spillover from the eurozone are too high? I would look at the Indian rupee, for example. And we've been very negative on India, but for the first time, we've started looking at uh, India. And obviously, if you, if you were to look at, for example, Indian equities, obviously, you would have the Indian currency exposure. And the point is that, one, the markets become too negative on India. And being Indian myself, I always kind of laugh and I see the media with all these stories about how reforms are not progressing and there's corruption. And and this has always been there in India. India has has gone forward or backward. But at the same time, these these things have always been there. 
So the same market and the same investors that were kind of hyping up India as as the next story a year ago are now having a problem. So I would say that to look at some of these kind of currencies that have been um, hit, but they have still kind of long-term fundamental positive attributes to them, even though the fiscal situation is not that great. But I think, you know, falling oil prices will have a potential positive impact on um, on India because we are a huge importer of oil. And on that argument, who else would you add in? I would say, you know, being long the Indian rupee and actually shorting, say, the Turkish lira would mm. be a good trade. I mean, Turkey obviously has just been upgraded uh, by one of the rating agencies. I don't remember which one. Turkey has exactly the same problems that India has. So I would look very closely at, at Turkey as kind of being the next candidate to fall uh, in this whole kind of, you know, bringing down of emerging markets where they're kind of being brought down from their pedestal and being made to look more human. So I would definitely look at Turkey as a candidate to short. I mean, they have the same issues, fiscal deficit, current account deficit, and a lot of short-term inflows funding their uh, the economy. So that that would be an interesting one. I personally feel the Chinese yuan is under a lot of pressure to actually depreciate. And um, there is capital flight out of China. A lot of people from China are actually taking their money out. FDI's uh, flow is slowing down. So I think the yuan potentially could actually surprise people by actually devaluing over the next couple of years. Similarly, we feel the Singapore dollar might uh, come under a bit of stress. Singapore, again, is a very export-dependent economy, very highly leveraged to global growth. And again, we're seeing stresses in places like Indonesia, um, which had uh, kind of a huge uh, growth in currency. But my guess is that we might see weakness in these currencies probably, say, over the next month. But I do think that the Fed at some point will come in with some kind of a QE program. And probably the time to start buying these currencies will come in the next uh, few weeks if they weaken further mm. to actually go long against the dollar. That's all we've got time for this week. Humayun Sharia of Alvest Capital Management, thank you very much. Hard Currency will be back next week, but until Until then, you can read up-to-date FX news and analysis on our website, ft.com forward slash markets forward slash currencies. Goodbye. For more downloads, go to ft.com forward slash podcasts. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.